0: I've got the victory living inside of me. I got the bread I I can't overcome. This ain't no time to turn back. No place to cross back. I gotta keep pressing on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger and I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. The reason we say that at the very beginning of the class is because we don't want to waste a minute warming up, getting ready to receive. We release faith for faith. We're, we're confessing over ourselves that we're, we're getting it. We're not slow. We're, we're not dull. We're quick and sharp. You know, uh, at the church, at uh, Faith Life Church, we tell our little ones, you know, that they are quick and sharp and bright and good-looking and uh, very rich and a major blessing. You, it matters what you say over yourself. It matters a lot. Your words carry more weight in your life than anyone else's. So watch what's coming out of your mouth. Let's pray today and let's release faith that we will hear from heaven, that we will hear from the Spirit, hear from the Word, uh, the very thing that is the answer to what we're facing and dealing with. Uh, No matter how tough it may have been, how long and hard it may have been, what issue or problem you may have dealt with, there's an answer God's not trying to figure it out. He already knows. And there is a thing that if we would hear it and believe it and do it, it would change our situation today. And that's how good God is. That's how faithful and that's how reliable and dependable His things are. They work. Father, all of us agree together today as touching this, asking you for the anointing, asking you for grace and help in the time of need. You know where everyone is and and what everyone's dealing with, and nothing's too hard for you. Nothing, nothing stumps you, uh, nothing puzzles you, nothing is too big for you to deal with. You've already overcome, and, and you are the answer, and you know the answer, and so we ask you for it eyes and ears and hearts that can see, hear, and understand. And we purpose not to be forgetful hearers, but to be those who implement and those who act on and those who do what you say. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, do you believe he heard that prayer? (laughs) Is it his will for you to get that kind of help? Then you know, according to the word, He he has granted your petition, your request. So uh, we should start looking for it, expecting it. Seek, and you will find. Uh, Go with me, please, in the scriptures today, our great textbook, the Bible, uh, the perfect textbook, 1 John, the fifth chapter, the first epistle of John, and the last chapter, the fifth chapter. We're going to read verse 1 down through verse 5. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. That is the criteria for being saved, for being born from above. Uh, In the Christian, with the Christian and with a believer, there are two births your natural birth, when you were born, this body was born, and then uh, what many call being born again, but the text in John that people quote from in the King James actually literally says born from above. So there is a down here birth <laughs> and a from above birth. And the from above, from, uh, uh, born from above, is the rebirth not of the human body, but of the inner man. The hidden man of the heart. You and I are not just physical beings. That's where those who tout the theory of evolution uh, are so wrong, uh, they don't account for that there's more to existence than the physical, than the material. Certainly, there's a whole lot that our bodies, our physical bodies, have in common with the bodies of animals. There's no, no doubting that. It's because the same creator made them both. And a nervous system works. <laughs> a circulatory system works. It works uh, in, in all of these bodies. But we are not just a body. We're not just a highly evolved animal. We are spirit. We have a soul. We've, we live our tabernacle in this body. In this, this body is our, our tent, our temporary dwelling. And you know, that's not too, too hard to uh, identify and realize. People say, well, I, I can't believe in something that I, I, I can't see or touch. Uh, that's being hypocritical. <laughs> I know you believe in thoughts. I know you believe in things like love, hate, joy, uh, depression. You know they exist. You can't see those under a microscope. You can't touch them with your hand. You can't see see it with your eye. You can't see an emotion. You might see the effects of it. No, uh, unseen things are real. They're not imaginary. They're real. Spirit is real. The Bible said God is Spirit. He's a Spirit. He's the Father of Spirits. And, you know, we start off our our classes by saying, uh, my Spirit gets fed. Well, just like you can feed your body natural food and you need some kind of nourishment or your body will just grow weaker. And if it wasn't fed at all, it'll just become emaciated and, and, and perish Well, your spirit, your inner man needs to be fed and it is nourished up, the scripture said, by the words of faith. Your spirit likes faith, real faith, real anointed word that ministers faith. Your spirit goes, yum, (laughs) give me some more. (laughs) And as newborn babes, the scripture says, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. In the book of Job, he talked about that the ear tries words like the tongue tastes food. And so spiritually, you eat with your ears. (laughs) And and you you taste things with your hearing. You can tell. Some things taste, uh, you know, you hear them, and the sense you have of it is it's wholesome. Other things are uh, demeaning and derogatory and evil and poisonous. And so you don't want to let just anything be dumped into your ear. Because if it's dumped into your ear enough, and you just like you, you take food in your mouth... And then you chew it. And if you if you keep it in your mouth very long and chew it very long, what are you probably going to do? Swallow it. And when you swallow it, then that's when part of that can become part of you. As as your, your digestive system takes it apart and, and you use, your body uses part of that for fuel. In fact, your very flesh is made out of something that you ate. And so spiritually speaking, that's true. If you listen to something enough and you start chewing on it, that's meditation. Mm -hmm. Thinking on it, Mm -hmm. pondering it. Well, if you keep hearing it and thinking it enough, what are you probably going to do? Swallow it. Mm -hmm. Swallow it. And that's when it goes from here to here in your inner man, and that's when it can affect you substantially and become part of your makeup, part of what you believe and your values and how you see things, your perspective. So it matters a great deal what we hear. Jesus cautioned and, 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 and warned and said, Take heed what you hear. He also said, take heed how you hear. For the same measure that you meet to it, that's how it will be measured back to you. And so this is one of the big reasons why we have faith school. Because there's a lot of good churches. There's a lot of good ministry out there. We know that. But the need is still huge and great. If we had three times the churches and ministries we have now, it still wouldn't be too much. Because there, there is a giant, didn't Jesus say, the harvest is great, but the laborers are what? Too many? No. Few, relatively few compared to what needs to be reached. Uh, we're talking billions of people just in our generation. So um, uh, all of us have our part that the Lord would give us, and this is our part. And the Lord put it on our, our hearts and part of our call to minister on faith. This is not the only, su- only subject in the Bible. We, we know that. And so whatever the Lord's told other folks to do, that's what they need to do and emphasize. But when you feel like you're a little low on your faith <laughs> and you need two scoops <laughs> or three, come on to faith school. <laughs> and you know what we're going to be talking about every time you tune in? Every time you tune in, faith. And if you listen to us for 15 minutes and you had not heard the way, uh, word faith yet, just hold on. It's coming. We're, we're working towards it. We're, we're building up. Why? Well, uh, as we're going to see here in just a moment in this passage, faith is the victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, who doesn't like victory? Who likes losing? Let me see. Raise your hand. Who likes losing? <laughs> who, you don't like losing? Put your hand down. You don't like losing. Nobody likes losing. No, especially winners. Winners detest losing. Is that right? They're like, they need help getting over a loss. They're like, come on, it'll be okay. Oh, I was this close. I should have won. I should have won. Winners like to win. You are a winner. God didn't create losers. He created winners. Now, the devil will continually try to tell you, that you are, you know, you come short. You don't measure up. You are a loser. You're this and that. He's a liar yeah. is what he is. Come, out, come on, somebody say, I am not a loser. I am not a loser. God, has made me God has made me a winner, a, winner, a victorious one, a victorious more, one. Than a more than a conqueror. I have been made, I have been made in, Christ. in Christ. Now see, faith... We'll say that no matter how you feel, no matter how you look, or if it's obvious you made a wrong turn and you lost the last five times in a row. Well, just because you lost doesn't make you a loser. Huh? You can be a winner that didn't pay attention and made a mistake. Right? But that's not your nature, and that's not how you live, and you can get past that. Somebody say, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner in Christ. You see, the Bible said He always causes us to triumph in Him. Always. And thanks be unto God, the Scripture said, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God is interested in you winning, and then winning some more, and then winning some more. And then what? Winning. Winning. He always, oh, somebody say always. 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 See, people will say, well, you know, you you win a few and you you lose a few. And that's the way the old ball bounces. Well, we ain't bouncing the old ball anymore. (laughs) We were old creatures. Now we are new creations in Christ Jesus. Huh? Not bouncing the old ball. We're new creations. And this new creation was destined to win. Destined to win. If we didn't win, it's because we didn't listen We didn't do what he told us to do and we've all made mistakes, but don't lay down and cry and feel sorry for yourself and for sure, don't listen to the devil's lies and start sobbing and saying, I'm such a mess up, I'm such a loser, I'm such a loser. If you say so, you will be. You're stuck, but you'd be believing a lie. You have been made more than a conqueror through him who loves you. You have been made. A victorious one. More than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Because greater is he who's in you than he who is in the world. That's what makes you a winner. Somebody say, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. winner." Every day, every every night, night. every struggle, every every fight, fight. I I win. Because I'm in him and he's in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, win. I, win. I win. I win. I win. I win. And just saying that in the face of seeming contradiction and contradictory feelings, just saying that is an act of faith. Instead of laying down and crying and giving up, standing up and going, uh-uh. No, I know I, I, know I made some mistakes. I know I fell Flat on my back, I know, but that's not, that's not God's fault and that wasn't God's will. I'm still a winner. I'm a winner is what I am. You know, it's kind of like parents, uh, you know, that don't understand the power of words, sometimes talking about uh, that their child is, is bad. He's a bad kid. She's a bad kid. You never want to say something like that. They made a mistake. They made a bad choice. Doesn't make them a bad kid. Hmm? They need to hear people that they know love them and people that they respect what they say in in their words speak good things over them. And it is so amazing what it does to a a young one and even a young spirit um, to hear, especially somebody that you respect, say something positive about you and see something in you that you don't see yourself about what you can do and, and who you are in Him and, and what you have in you. It causes it to come up in them and causes them to want to come up to it. But if you, if you speak ill over somebody, you're, you're never going to amount to anything. You know, you're, you're such a mess up. You, you know, I'm, I'm so disappointed in you. Well, is that helping them? Is that helping anybody? You need to think about the impact and effect your words are having on us. Words are not supposed to just be how I feel. I need to tell you how I feel. No, you don't. You you don't need to tell everybody how you feel. Many of these feelings you shouldn't even have. You need to resist those feelings, not voice them. Not give place to them, but shut them down. And 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 don't Don't give any place to the enemy because they're coming from a wrong place. And you want to think not just how I feel about what you've done, how I feel about what you said, but what is going to get the desired result? What words will cause them to get over this and help them to see this right and help them to make the right change and go the right direction? Speak for effect, not just expression. Are y'all with me, class? Say it out loud so you get it uh, in you. Speak, for effect, you. speak for effect, not just expression. Not just expression. See, don't, don't just express your feelings. It's not just about, you know, uh, I heard somebody say about, you know, marriage. They said, well, the, the, the biggest uh, key to a successful marriage is communication. Well, if that's not a scripture, don't treat it like one. <laughs> Does the scripture say that? Uh, no, I've checked. Uh, <laughs> communication's important, no question. But you can be communicating perfectly and destroy a marriage. Why? You can tell people exactly how much you hate them and despise them and, and say it well and say it completely. <laughs> It's not just communicating. What are you communicating? What are you doing with your words? Well, we got to tell each other how we feel. Actually, I heard one one guy say one time, well, I think God gave us our spouses to unload on so that we, um, you know, we don't do it on other people. Are you joking? No. No, no. God didn't give you anybody to unload on except him. Cast your cares. Oh, come on. Are y'all with me? Cast all your cares. Not on your spouse. (laughs) Yeah, Over on him. We've actually had people, uh, writers or contact us and and say, you know, we want this and we need this. And the scripture said, let your request be made known. (laughs) Hold on. You cut the verse in half with the rest of the verse. Let your request be made known. Under God. I'm not God. (laughs) Is there a difference? There's a giant difference. So no, God didn't give you anybody to unload on. And you are not to vent. Uh, People say, well, we got to just, you know, you got to get it out. No, don't let it in. People are letting it in when they call themselves letting it out. There are some things you should resist. I mean, shut it down. Shut it down. Say, no, I'm not going to act like that. I'm not going to talk like that. I, you need to say it out loud. Satan, I resist you. Leave me. Those thoughts, those feelings, those words, I resist you. Go from me. And if they try to come back 50 times that day, you resist them 50 times. And you don't give the enemy any place. It matters what we hear. It matters what we say. In uh, uh, 1 John 5, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. That's how you're born from above. You believe that Jesus is the Christ. And everyone that loves him that begat loves him also that is begotten of him. One of the greatest indications that somebody has been born again, that somebody is a real believer, is love, because God is love. And if you're born of Him, His love that He is, is shed abroad in the heart of every uh, truly born-again person. And Uh, Whether you yield to it or not, now that's another thing, and and how much you yield to it is, is up to you. But if you're truly born again, his love is in you, in your inner man. And with that love, you both love him with that love, same love he loves you with, and you love other people, particularly other believers He's talking about, because those are the children of God. And if you love Him, you love those begotten of Him, it said. Now, not everybody on the earth is a child of God. Uh, People say that, but it's not true. The Bible says otherwise. Jesus told some of the most religious people of His day, you are of your father, the devil. Well, that's another family. They weren't the children of God, they were the children of the enemy, of the devil. And this is something that a lot of folks are confused about. And and you hear people talk about the, well, the, 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 the eternal fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man, that we're all brothers, you know, regardless of our culture and our religion. And that is absolutely not true. We are not all brothers, and, that, and being somebody being your brother or sister has nothing to do with skin tone or culture or geography or any of that. Spiritually, there are two families, <laughs> the family of God and the family of the enemy, and even your blood kin, if they're not born again, you're not in the same spiritual family. They're not truly your brother and sister. And I know that's a harsh thing, harsh reality, but it is. And what, what's happening down here in this life right now is the shortest thing we'll ever do. Going into eternity, it's going to be obvious, the two families. And they will be separated. Those that have chosen the enemy will be with him. And those that have chosen God, how many have chosen God, will be with him. Forever, and the others who did that—they are your true and lasting brothers and sisters. And so he said, "You, if you love, uh, if you're born of him, you love those that are begotten of him. And by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God over." comes the world. Have you been born of God? Then you are an overcomer. I told you you were a winner. Is that right? Earlier we talked about it for minutes. You remember, right? You are a winner. You are an overcomer. Now some have misunderstood. Some have thought living by faith meant you never had to use your faith. Well, no, you can't be an overcomer unless you what? You you, you come over something, right? There has to be something that you have to come over or you couldn't be an overcomer. So yeah, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be stuff that you have to deal with. But God has intended and ordained that you win and then you win again and then you win again. You overcome it. You defeat it. You rise above it. You're victorious over it. Amen. Said out loud. I'm born of God. I'm born of God. And I'm an, I'm an overcomer. Whatever's born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. What is it? Come on, help me out. Even our faith. Okay, I'm an overcomer. Okay, now what? Now what? This, this is how you do it. How do you overcome on a daily basis? With your faith. I don't overcome with your faith. I overcome with my faith. Right? You overcome even our faith. Did you see that? Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. The the foundation and anchor of our faith is our faith in Jesus. It's actually a measure of His faith. We can't have this overcoming faith apart from Him. It's from Him. It's dependent on Him every day. It's hooked to Him. But I am a believer, and I am an overcomer. And the way we do it, the victory that overcomes, is my faith. And our time's up for the day. Say it out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. You see where we got that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't make that up. <laughs> I overcome the world by faith and I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time back here at Faith School. I've got a victory, living inside Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today.